Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 131 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Spellbook with Wands to the Sky. That's all for their upcoming album, Magic and Mischief. It's coming out on, uh, what's what's the record label? Cruz Del Sur Music. Uh, that'll be out September 25th. And uh, very important to... to, to very important to me, at least, is this is a band from York, Pennsylvania, my hometown. York, Pennsylvania, where Getting It Out podcast started. York, Pennsylvania. The band lives from there. York, Pennsylvania. Uh, there was race riots in the 60s. That's that's it. York, Pennsylvania. All right? But now we get to say Spellbook from York, Pennsylvania. They were, they were previously known as Witch Hazel, so some of you might be familiar. Some of you might not. But if you weren't, then hopefully you are now. Because that, that song fucking rules. The rest of the album is really cool too. And I'm pretty stoked. And a little little embarrassed that I didn't check them out uh, previously. Way back when I had Howling Giant on uh, on an episode here. They mentioned uh, being friends with the guys in Witch Hazel. Who are the same guys as, as Spellbook. Because it's the same band. You, you see how that works? They changed their name. Amazing. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's awesome. It gets me excited to hear good music coming from York, Pennsylvania. Um, a few good bands there. Old Tigers is another. Um, but they're on like a whole different spectrum as far as musically. But maybe the same ethos. I don't know. Well, fuck, what the fuck do I know? Anyway, um, go check that out. Uh, check out that album again called Magic and Mischief uh, on Cruz Del Sur. And not until September, so you got time. Oh, also, I see they recorded this with Kevin Bernston down in uh, Baltimore, Maryland at Developing Nations, which is also where I recorded my stuff for my bands. And a lot of people go to Kevin as they should. That sounds weird. But yeah, Kevin Bernston from Developing Nations. Go record your music with him. And while you're on the way there, listen to Spellbook. Let's do the damn episode. Okay, so I think I just did that whole intro without telling you what's even happening on this episode. Well, first of all, you're listening to Spellbook, all right? that's You can check that off the list. Then you're listening to the old uh, Getting It Out podcast intro song, also known as uh, All I Ever Loved by Pleasant Living. Check that off your list. And then I was supposed to tell you somewhere in there that on this episode, I have uh, Nick and Chris from Mount Sinai. They're a metal band out of Toronto. Because that's who I have on this episode. It's Nick and Chris from a metal band out of Toronto called Mount Sinai. The record came out pretty recently. If you haven't checked it out, I hope we can uh, entice you to with uh, this interview. So, I wanted to tell you a couple things first. I wanted to tell you, so I wanted to make a suggestion. I suggest that you go to your podcast app when you're done with this one and uh, search for Up the Blunks, new podcast featuring my friend Akil Gadzi. He, you might have heard him on a previous episode of Getting It Out podcast. So it was, it was, uh, I think it was the last episode of last year of 2019. I had him on because he's he's in this band, End It, and he's also very funny and uh, personable. And uh, maybe some people might say he's a little too personable, but I happen to like him. The man's got sass, and we shouldn't fault him for that. But anyway, him and his co-host Kevin, I think it's Kevin. <laughs> maybe I should check that, but no, let's fuck it. If his name's not Kevin, he might be Kevin. Him and his co-host Kevin uh, do a good job of uh, keeping things funny and talking about a couple random subjects so far. They're only two episodes in, so now's, now's time for you to get in and uh, get familiar with, uh, with Akil and Kevin and Up the Blunks podcast. If you're, familiar, if, you're, if, you're, if you're confused by that word that I'm using, Blunks, I would be too. Um, that's Black Punks made into one word, B-L-U-N-X. 
Look at that. That's creative as fuck. Uh, you can find that shit. I don't know where you can find it. I'm sure you can find it everywhere because it's, it's, it's coming out through hard times. And they got a pretty broad reach. So um, even though, like, you might say that Akil got his start here on Getting It Out Podcast. And I kind of uh, groomed him and point, pointed him in the right direction. Uh, you, you could say that. I wouldn't say that because I didn't do that at all. I'm not going to take any credit because I had no part of it. But, I mean, some people might be like, well, I heard him on your podcast first. I'll be like, well, you did, but that's just that's just because it's a podcast and he was on it to talk about a thing. And then, yeah, so he did go do a podcast where, I mean, we did talk about when he was on the podcast how he should start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, man, you should do that. And uh, and then he did, but that's not me. That's not because of me. That's just, be, it's just uh, you know, sometimes people do things. They get a little thing and they just need a little push. And I'm not saying I pushed him. I, I take no responsibility for it. Um, but... It's cool to see him doing this. I'm glad for him. And uh, it is funny. And uh, as expected, it's funny. And if you like laughing, and if you like hardcore and punk rock, then uh, then go check out Up the Blunks. God damn, that was a long-winded commercial. Not a commercial, suggestion. Nobody paid me for that. They should, but they didn't. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, you might notice, because I've noticed, I sound different in this room. Recording from a different room in a different location, a whole new spot for getting it out podcasts, a whole new temporary spot. Different than the last two temporary spots. I'm, I'm on the move. This spot to that spot to this spot. I moved to a different room to record some uh, some interviews. I, I got all caught up on my interviews that I had backlogged. That's what this episode is, the Mount Sinai interview. And um this week I started recording all new fresh ones, and I've already got two down, and I got another one scheduled for tomorrow, and then there is one already possibly scheduled for next week, and maybe another one, and some some pretty cool names, uh, things that you'll recognize, whether you like uh, hardcore, whether you like death metal, whether you like sludge, um, whatever, doom, we're trying to do it all, all right, thrash maybe, I don't know, we'll see, but um. You know all those underground genres. You know what? I need to get some. I need to get 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 a punk band on. I haven't had a punk band on in a while. I think the last one I had on was Wasted Breath, and that's that's earlier from this year, the beginning of the year. But uh, yeah, anyway, I digress. You know, I, I need a noise rock band on too. God damn it! I gotta hit all the genres. Gotta keep it. Uh, gotta gotta alienate the ones who jump on. They're like, yes, yeah, a hardcore podcast, and then they gotta listen to to this one where it has nothing to do with hardcore. And that's all right, buddy. It's okay to broaden your horizons. Like every type of music, you should. It's fun. It's more fun that way. Mix it up, motherfucker. Okay, this is really important. Uh, I wanted to make sure everybody's aware of it. By the time uh, we get around to next week's episode, the NBA season is officially back in, not full swing, it's in like a, a third of, two-thirds of a swing. Not even, not even all the teams are there, but they're going to Disneyland. They're in Disneyland, not Disneyland, Disney World. You can't do this. You can't do a bubble in a land. You got to do a bubble in a world. So they're in Florida, magical Orlando, Florida, to restart the NBA season. And I like that. Why? Well, let me let me backtrack a little. I was totally cool with just saying this season's fucked. You can't play any more basketball because um, the Sixers sucked this year. All right, they have been a huge disappointment. So if there was like a way to just bow out of this shit and be like, oops, uh, let's try it again. Then I was down for that. But I'm also down for this restart because I like basketball and I like watching it. And to watch basketball in the summer and uh, <laughs> and have it not, have it be a team that I like, uh, that's cool. Because usually you don't get that opportunity unless your team's in the finals. So 
Um, I'm stoked to see some some new basketball games happening in the bubble. That's that was a weird sentence, but uh, if you if you're familiar with what they're doing, then uh, then you get it. They're playing. They're keeping all the players and coaches and referees and uh, people who work there in Disney World, and then they're gonna play on like a couple courts. And there's no people in the stands, even the benches. This makes no sense. You go on the court and you guard people, get right up in their fucking face, and then when you go to the bench, you have to sit in chairs six feet away from each other. Doesn't quite make much sense, but I like it. It's crazy. It's stupid. There's screens all around the all, all around the floor. I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, it's going to look awkward, and it's going to be weird to be able to hear people talking. Maybe you can't. I don't. I don't fucking know. But it's a it's a totally new thing and uh, a new new take on an old game, and I'm excited for it. And I'm most excited, and as you should be too, most excited. To see the Sixers' new starting lineup with the Shake Milton at the point guard, Josh Richardson at two, Tobias Harris at three, Ben Simmons at four, and Joella Bead, of course, at five. And that uh, that wonderful man who's great and needs more respect, Al Horford, coming off the bench. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be fun. And uh, for for the people who listen to this and are like, oh, I hate when he talks about sports. I was going to say F you, but I'm trying not to look. I, like this, here's a real thing. I was just gonna try and say, I was just gonna say, "Fuck you," that was like, because that's what I do, right? I'm like abrasive and mean and kind of a dick, and uh, but I don't want to do that anymore. And I gotta, I gotta stop doing that all around. Right? That's this is a this is a, me turning a new leaf here. I didn't tell the people who don't like sports to go fuck themselves. All right. I mean, I keep saying it, but I keep reminding you that I didn't say it, and that's a thing I gotta do better at. Stop! Stop telling people to fuck you. That's my new. That's my mid-year resolution. Stop being so mean. Um, working on it. All right. I'm working on it. Damn it. Um, let's play a song from Mount Cyanide called Roman Numerals off of their self-titled record, Mount Cyanide. And uh, then let's get into this interview with Nick and Chris. How about that? Here it is, Roman Numerals.
So what? You know, how's it going for you guys? Each. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Well, it's, it's a uh, really weird time. It's, it's a really a, weird time. It's extremely weird. It's, <laughs> but you know, all right. So, uh, I from doing this site, you know, I have these conversations, you know, a couple times a week with li- literally. It's allowed me. This pandemic shit has allowed me to talk to uh, people from all over the world because everybody's at home, you know. So yeah. yeah. So there's no there's <laughs> you got a captive audience. Yeah, there's no fucking there's no nobody's out on tour. Everybody's available. Everybody's yeah. people are asking for interviews. So you know whatever. But but the the, the only common thing is that it's fucking. So what weird. you're saying is you love the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're super had, into it. You hope I, it never stops. You know what? That's, that's kind of true. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. Um, especially now that the fucking kids are done with school, so I don't have to be a school teacher anymore too. So right. Yeah. So yeah, now it's just work from home, which yeah. is not too bad. Yeah, I got a three-year-old and no daycare or anything, and it's the the twenty-four-seven childcare. Is, <laughs> <laughs> it's something. <laughs> oh, see, we got we got a thirteen and a and a seven. So the yeah. seven seven just finished first grade, and now they they actually did open up summer camps here. So we're good. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Where where are you located? I'm in Pennsylvania, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to be exact. Okay. Home home of the Amish. Right. And you guys are up in Toronto. Yeah, you got it. So, so I guess I mean, well, you know, what? let's fuck it. Let's just get let's get started on what we're what we're here to yeah, talk about anyway. Sure. Um, we're talking about your band Mount Cyanide and you just released the record mm-hmm. not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me from the beginning where did Mount Sinai come from? You know, who who had the idea, what was the plan? How did you guys get started with this band? So, um the the idea was mine actually. Um I have another band, a heavy sort of sludge stoner band called Biblical. Sure. And uh a couple of years back, um, I guess like in 2018, uh, the guys who I play with in that band were uh, touring with another act, like just it took a touring gig. Yeah. And so I found myself uh, at home and like at home with like a one-year-old. <laughs> so I was like, I was in no position to tour or anything. Yeah. And I was like, I really wanted to just try something new, try like uh something like super heavy, you know, like, uh, like a lot of people, I grew up on metal, you know, when I was a teenager and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I was born in 75. So the early nineties and sort of like the, the golden age of death metal yeah. was, was my shit when I was, you know, 16, 17 and all that stuff. So I was like, Oh man, it'd be really fun to work in that space. Now that like, you know, I've been playing for like, 30 years and I'm actually way better than I was then. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I can actually play that kind of stuff if I put my mind to it. So, uh, I reached out to, uh, our drummer, Jim, who I had previously played, uh, in another band with, um, and done lots of touring. And cause I knew that he was a crazy metal freak and really wanted to play that kind of stuff. And, uh, just told him I had an idea for like, I don't know, kind of, 
not sort of what we turned out to be, but just something that was like really fast and like gnarly. I think I'd, I think in my head I had more of a grind thing in mind. Yeah. Um, um, just like a freak out grind band. Um, and uh, we were trying to figure out, okay, well, who should we get to play guitar? And Jim and Chris had uh, previously played in a band called Gush Underdrive together for many, many years. And I knew that Chris sort of had, he could bring like sort of a spazzy noise rock element in addition to like, you know, heavy and like, uh, you know, like metal type playing. And I thought that would be really interesting. Again, it was sort of the auspices of a freak out grind band. Yeah. And uh, we all just got together and started rehearsing regularly. Jim had a space and, uh, and then it just sort of turned into this weird vibey thing. There was the freak out moments that I was looking for, but uh, I don't know. We started getting into some, creepy dark shit <laughs> so yeah so, <laughs> so here's where normally i take over the story where it's uh now i present from my point of view and it was uh so hilarious to me because so i was not playing music anymore i i, I had got divorced from music at that point sold all my stuff and uh and then jim calls me up you know i haven't been playing for a decade and jim calls me up it's like nick you know because i know nick and jim both and uh even work near nick to this day. So I've known Nick for 25 years and stuff and Jim for even longer. And Jim calls me up and says, Nick is starting a metal band. Are you interested? And I'm like, you know that I don't have a guitar. He's like, yeah, but you know, just borrow one and come down and practice. I'm like, okay, what's the pitch? And he goes, it's going to be like terrorizer maybe. And like just fast stuff and let's have a lot of fun, you know, like just fast and let's go nuts. And I get to the practice and Nick gives me this pitch in person, but it also includes the line where, you know, he wanted to be a band where you could have six beers and like still have a great time did I, playing. Did I you say know? six? Did I say six? <laughs> that, that's that's I a like good. I might not have said six. That's okay, a, a good bunch selling of beer. point. You have a bunch of beers <laughs> and still and still have a great time playing. And I was like, well, that is a you know, I'm, I think we can do that. You know, that was a, it was such a great way to get me involved because I was like, that is doable, so doable. Anyway, what ends up happening though? <laughs> that it becomes. <laughs> quite complicated we immediately go into the depths of black holes and other spaces and dimensions and and play this really awesome and right away like instantly the jams were like wow that's awesome we love that and the next jam oh that's awesome we love that and started just creating this like totally fresh thing for us that we didn't expect which is always the greatest feeling too as a musician where you're like you bring the thing you're bringing to the to the to the stew and then holy crap, everyone else brings their thing and you've made this totally fresh thing that, you know, kind of surprised all of you. So yeah. it's like, that's when we knew. It's like, oh, look at this. We have something here. <laughs> this is amazing. And, uh, but, but I can have no beers when we play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, it's interesting because, yeah, I mean, you guys both mentioned more like grindcore style stuff and then, you know, Terrorizer. And I don't hear a ton of that in Mount Sinai nope. now. <laughs> no, no, it's no, rather expansive. Um, it's... But was the, like you said, you you initially kind of fell fell into that. Um, was but everybody was on the same page. You know, it, it didn't take a lot of uh, steering the ship. No, no. Well, I mean, yes and no. I like Jim. Jim, the drummer, is really he's really into black metal, so he definitely steered things towards. Uh, you know, having a bit of like a melancholy, you know, like keep everything very minor and key. Yeah. And, uh, I was down with that. 
because that just seemed a way of like making it extra, like just making it moody. And uh, so I think there was that element, but um, yeah, it just really evolved on its own. But it, you know, it took some work for sure. Well, it seems like uh, the the style that you're playing now is, um, I don't know, yeah, and I could totally be wrong wrong about this, but like the difference of like biblical or uh, just playing noise rock is when you're playing. I feel like, you know, as a listener to all, all those genres, there's a little bit of, um, I don't want to say levity or lighthearted. It's more, I don't even though noise rock can be, you know, it is what it is and it can be, you know, like kind of obnoxious, there's a little bit of humor mm-hmm. to it. And uh, mm-hmm. the same kind of deal with, uh, like, you know, more stonerish, you know, more jam stuff. It's kind of, there's a little, little bit of lightheartedness where. I'm, 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 I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to say what you're also describing is that it's a little bit smart. Yeah, yes, yes. That's, that's what I always think about it. Is that and, it's like a little bit elevated. It's not just going into the depth of silliness. It's, you know, you can see that, and that's what I'm really proud of, especially is when, especially when Nick's lyrics and stuff, it, it, the, and the attitude we're approaching it with, is that there's like, you know, an intelligence behind it, which I think is what you're... I hope is what you're trying to describe with that levity. We're not, we're not cracking jokes, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's that's what I was gonna say because the, the the usually when you when you're talking black metal, you're talking, you know, it's almost yeah, too serious, and yeah, 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 the opposite, yeah, yeah. We definitely like. Uh, sorry, I was just filling a pot with some water here. <laughs> Don't mind me. So that makes for good radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, the definitely having a vibe was something we wanted and having like sort of an atmosphere that, um, we could sort of build around and sort of push and pull like the song ideas and sort of, and it actually, a lot of it had to do with building a set for playing live. We were kind of like, okay. So if we started with this song, what would we go into next? Like what would make a compelling sort of journey to watch at a show, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you go to see some bands, some bands are like, you know, all one dynamic, just like, Bleh! and that's cool and stuff like that. But we were like, oh, what if we like kind of did that? And then we kind of came down a bit only so that we could like climb back up that mountain again and go like, Bleh! you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the and and that's that's true, especially with but it, especially when you're a new band and maybe you guys have you know you, you come in and you kind of can start with a little bit of a built-in audience, being that you're you know people might know who you are, especially locally. But um, when you when you're a new band, and you're playing to, to new crowds, and most bands just try to blow the fucking doors off, right? And that works yeah, yeah. some that works sometimes, but. You know, you got to be, but most of the time, obviously, it doesn't work most of the time, or else every band would be as big as they want to be. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's but it's it's nice when when you come with a different approach and like you're saying, you try to build some some depth and some character rather than just yeah, we're gonna fucking scream your face off and hope yeah. it sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you start at ten right away, there's nowhere to go, you know. Yeah. And if you stay <laughs> yeah. at ten the whole time, what you end up with is, is a plank, you know. You would just end up with a flat line across the whole thing, and it just it loses the impact. You get desensitized to it. You have to have, as Nick said, what I really like there was that he said was the, the push and the pull. I feel that's really important to the thing that we're doing, where it's like there's a tension, but it doesn't always have to be just. 
Yeah, and there we go. And it doesn't have to always be just dwelling in like what is. I always have a beef actually with bands that just try to do the most extreme thing possible at all times. I never think that's super clever, you know. And it's not sustainable. It's like you could do that for like a twenty-minute set, and you might go like, you know, I remember seeing like punk bands, and you just see like the Dwarves or something like that, and it's like this insane show, like busted glass on stage da, 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 da. but the, the set's only 20 minutes and then it's done you're like oh okay like it couldn't have sustained itself anymore <laughs> <laughs> you know? right it's better to better to burn out <laughs> yeah, and you think about it because it's like like you know you think of, think of like a movie um you know like you can think of like a great action movie i don't know pick one like uh die hard or something like that you know there's those big intense moments and then there's like they reel it in, they reel it in, only to like build it back up, you know? And there's a sure, love a story in, there. in the middle. <laughs> you know, how, how, how successful, you know, perfect example, did you see that movie Hardcore Henry, the first person action movie that just like doesn't stop, like it just starts and it's just like one thing after another, but it's like, it becomes fun to watch after a while because it's like, I'm already at maximum excitement. I, I have nowhere to go but down. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what you said was was perfect too, where it's like every band would be huge, as huge as they wanted, if it was it was if it was that simple of just like going as big and as hard for as long as possible. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's a, it's an easy recipe that people you when you're young, I feel you get sucked into that and then yeah, suddenly for sure. realize the value of some some subtlety. Yeah, and, and I think it's yeah, like you said, definitely a, a younger younger man's approach to come in, you know, trying to kick ass and you, you know, it doesn't doesn't obviously doesn't always work out. Um, but with, no. with, when, when Mount Sinai first, you guys first started 2018, I think I read, right? Yeah. So, and, and you're in Toronto. What, what is the Toronto scene like and how did, how did you guys go over live? How, when you first started playing? So interestingly, we've mostly played on rock bills for the most part. Yeah. Um, or like, um, I'd say like the only like re- we've done a couple metal bills. Um, we played with this band. There's a band from Buffalo called Anthropic, like uh, a grind band. Yeah, we we played with them uh, in a city sort of in between Buffalo and Toronto, and that was cool. And then we opened for Pig Destroyer um, in Toronto, which was also really really great. It's always cool. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah. But for the most part, we've been playing um, just like a lot of rock shows. Um, like you know playing with like heavy bands and stuff like that but nobody that's sort of doing what we do and it, it's been interesting because it's like people seem receptive to it it's like maybe not a hundred percent what they're, they're expecting um but uh it kind of works yeah. in a weird way <laughs> we'd love to I play with metal bands yeah. and even when we play with like we, or we play like grind show with like bleeding out and those guys from where were they? Hallucination in real life. Right. So even yeah. when we play like a grindcore show, I feel we're like the uh, a little bit of the break, you know? We're like, okay, now you watch this movie in the middle and uh, <laughs> and yeah. have this new experience. And I feel, mm. yeah, people were, were really receptive to that too. And then when we show up on a rock show and we're the heavy part, uh, yeah. people are pretty into that too. Like it's been it's been really nice so far in terms of the feedback we're getting on the on the live. Yeah. Well, that's it would awesome, be man. cool to play on some, you know, like uh, there there is a, like a pretty good metal scene in Toronto. Unfortunately, like there was 
there was a big venue where they did a lot of this, not a big venue in terms of size, but like, um, there was a, there was a couple venues that like really focused on the metal scene. They were important. Yeah. They yeah. one of them closed, but that's kind of like where all the sort of underground metal shows would be and, and, and some touring shows and stuff like that, that would, you know, uh, like sub, like if you weren't at like the 500 seat room level, like the shows would be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At, at this spot, but it's closed, unfortunately. And then, you know, you can't even play shows now. So <laughs> yeah. What's the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> so now we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It is that, like, that imagine is playing a show. Yeah. That, I mean, it's how many months has it been? It's been at least like three months now since that's probably happened. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's all right. So like, so I, I mean, being married and kids and whatever i i live i live way too close to a venue to not go like so i yeah. but i but i don't you know what i mean like it's it's pretty bad how often i actually get to shows um but uh but yeah so now this this is like a normal time period for me to to miss out on shows but i can see it mm. affecting everybody around me you know and, and it's just it seems like the yeah. wheels are going to fall off here eventually nobody's going to give a shit and good for them and i hope i hope it happens <laughs> soon um, but so, I, I would have thought I wouldn't care as much, but I, I, I'm it's definitely driving me crazy. Yeah. Well, you guys, you yeah. guys have mentioned that you've both been in bands for you've been playing music for a very long time, and uh, the, the, you mentioned the, the the kind of projects you were doing previously. Why do you think it took so long for uh, each of you to play in a band like this? Um, well, for me, definitely, it was um, for me, it was uh, had a lot to do with having a break from my other band like uh like you know i've been in biblical for like 10 years and it's like you know like my band where i write most of the teams and you know that's like so it, it was actually just fortuitous that i had an opportunity to like not focus on that band it was like okay yeah, it was really it was really the, the all the stars lining up it was like when you see an old crush on your facebook or something they're suddenly divorced <laughs> And yeah. then you're like, oh, hey, what are you up to? Yeah. And then you really you know, now, you know, then great relationship starts up. And you're like, why we, why didn't we do this 20 years ago? Exactly. <laughs> it didn't work out, you know? We were except, with different except, people. Except that it's better now. I'd like, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have like known how to like practice to play this kind of stuff, you know? Or I wouldn't have had my like, wouldn't have had all the lessons I've learned, like, it, you know, like lessons about making records and, like we were saying, like putting together a set for like maximum effect, you know, it's like, no, 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 we got to save that. That's the closing song. No, this is the opening song. Okay. We can change it tonight, but next time, you know, like all yeah. those kind of lessons that like, you know, when you're a new band for the most part, at least when you're starting out, you're younger, like you just don't know, like you don't know those things. You know, you're the kids who go out and try to just be like we were saying, like a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and play play yeah, your so home right play your home right shows too much yeah um <laughs> yeah well good and and i think i find that a lot with with talking to people who 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 kind of find the project find the find a, a new approach to the same thing they've been doing a lot later mm. and it seems to be there there seems to be well obviously it kind of seems to be more rewarding for people but it also it seems like there's a bit of a um uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? They, you know, they drop your guard a little bit. You don't give as much of a shit, and that seems to be beneficial. You, you're oh, doing yeah. you're doing exactly what you want to do, and not what you think mm -hmm. other people think. What other people want to hear. 
Yeah. 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 You nailed it. Yeah. It's yeah. There's a, there's a, <clears throat> I like to become an adult in all facets of your life. You start, uh, you, there's a lot of relief of not having to keep up with, you know, what, yeah. what people think of you and, and the, the lack of giving a shit for every dad in the world. We all know that, right? So right. Yeah. <laughs> when you can bring that to a band experience where it's like, here's what I like, everyone, just <laughs> you're yeah. going to listen to it because I know it's great and I love playing it. And then we all agree on that. And it's like, oh, okay. And that's part of going back to how, how well we fit together right away and started jamming together and started. And it's, it's that relaxation of like, Hey, we all know what we want to do here. Let's all just do it. And it was instantly better, you know, like instantly better than what we expected and everything. So yeah, awesome. yeah, you're totally right and, about that. And also like doing this when you're like, you know, we're in our forties and it's like, you learn to trust yourself a little more about like, that sounds good to me. That means it's good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of like, it sounds good to me, but I don't know, man. I don't know. You know yeah. what? No. Yeah. You trust yourself more. Trust your instincts. Yeah. And, and rightfully so, because eventually we know what we're doing, right? Or at least that's what we think. I, <laughs> I, I always, the, the comparison I always use or, you know, to make fun of myself is that, you know, I'm still like living this weird illusion that eventually I'm going to have a six pack when I start getting into shape and, you know, like, and, and, like, and then like, when do we get real? That's just never going to happen. I never get any better, but it doesn't mean I'm not getting better. It's just, I'm not going to get that fucking good. Like it's just right. weird that, you know, like you're going to grow up and figure it all out, but m- maybe not correctly. Um, right. so you've, you've had this, you've had this record out for a couple weeks now, right? It came out June 5th, I think. That's right. It's self-titled, and it's fir- so it's a, that's the first official release for Mount Sinai, right? Yeah. So again, um, we had plans. <laughs> we had many plans. <laughs> yeah. But, Let's talk about twenty twenty plans. Yeah, we had many plans <laughs> that uh, that changed as a result of the pandemic. We were, you know, we had the record in the can. It was done. It was totally mastered and everything. Um, we had sent it out to like a few people. And we were talking to some few people, and it seemed like, oh, it's like there could be something here and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, that was, you know, February, like as late as like early March. And then the pandemic hit, and I watched everybody who I know who's a pro musician just have their entire year, more than a year, like eighteen months, just like blown out. You yeah. Know? Like I've got I've got a few friends who are in like pretty decent sized bands and they have record you know like bands that are big enough that that's all they do for a living right right you know it's like tour and play festivals and stuff and they're like uh our entire year got blown out we had like you know our record comes out on you know this day and we had like 70 shows announced and they're all canceled <laughs> what are we gonna do <laughs> and it so it quickly turned into um, well, what are we going to do? You know, it's like now there's, you know, no label is going to sign anybody new right now because right. they're all like looking at trying to shuffle their, the releases they have on the books, you know, and that's just going to be a way like a tsunami that cascades. So like, you know, everybody whose record was coming out in March is maybe going to come out in like September. And then everybody who's in September is maybe going to come out next March and on, you know what I mean? It's just going to keep going and going. And we're like, so we can either sit on this for minimum a year, absolute minimum a year, but probably more likely like 18 months to two years, or we can just like bite the bullet and put it out and 
try and make an impression and uh, hope that the world recovers. And then, you know, by that time, we'll have something new in the can that we can talk to people about. Yeah, and uh, I mean all, all that. Um, I, I've 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 seen the, the same thing, um, and I mean, obviously, I think it's what we're, we're all looking at. But the, uh, I think some people were kind of fucked in that their records were coming out; they were already it was too late, you know. And yeah, yeah some so, of them came out anyway, right? Yeah, and uh, I mean, well, I I can tell you for for me personally, I've never bought more records. I <laughs> I really haven't. I've I've but yeah. but that's but I've also been so unaffected by this in like such a nice way where i didn't lose any work i've been working from home all i do now is listen mm-hmm. to records so i'm you know I'm an, I, I realize i'm in a unique and uh, privileged situation um but i know for other people you know that I've, I've seen people t- i've talked to people who tried to stop their records from getting pressed and it's just too late you can't do that and w- yeah, but even so- if you have it pressed it's like like you know for for most people it's like you need those you need those live dates and festival yeah, yeah. appearances and merch sales to like make it worth it. Like, absolutely. You know I mean, it's like most people are just going to listen to it on Spotify and you get paid, you know, a dime. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was. That's what I was getting to with uh, with with you guys. So, so just because you put it out digitally, that doesn't mean it can't be it can't be a physical release later. You know, no, no, and, and, and we are actually we are actually planning on that too. Just uh, we've had lots of people like. I feel like almost anybody who buys it on the band camp is like, so is there vinyl coming? It's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, good. Is that something you guys plan to do by yourself or is it too early to tell? Well, again, it's like, I just don't think we're in a position to, I don't think anybody's in a position to take anything on, yeah. you know, like they're, everybody's scrambling. So I think, you know, the most likely is like, we'll do, we'll do our own vinyl, which is awesome, but at the same time, it kind of sucks because like we can't play shows, right? It would be like it's easy to unload vinyl if you're playing shows. Yeah, you know? you do a short run of like 300. It's like you can move them pretty quick. But, yeah, that's uh, true. But yeah, I, I saw well, I saw one thing you you guys did recently that I thought was pretty cool, but obviously didn't go into your pocket. Was that you teamed up with a bunch of bands to do uh, to do a like a sale on Bandcamp for raise money for the National yeah. Bail Fund Network? How did how did that all happen? How did you get involved in that project? So um, you know, once we made the decision uh, to put out the record on June fifth, you know, we're like committed to it, and uh, again, we were working with Jerry Graham to yeah. uh, you know connected and stuff like that so we were totally committed we we're like okay well that's the date and we'll just you know go all in and then um you know just with this you know we're in a historic moment right now when there's like all these separate like life and death issues getting stacked on top of one before another and uh you know just looking at the internet is like okay well it looks like june 5th is going to be because it's uh that was a day when Bandcamp was waiving their commissions yeah. So artists get everything that uh, just the the mood in the music community was like, OK, everybody's donating, you know, to a cause to help people on that day. And, you know, we were like, well, we got to do that, too. Like, we don't want to be the guys like trying to you know, shuck our own <laughs> album in the midst of this moment when people like, yeah, you know, people need you do want to try to tell like, people, though, that like, hey, this is our release <laughs> <This is even laughs> yeah. just like our yeah. normal sales this is the album yeah. release 
It was released yeah. on the day that cities were burning. Cities were like, burning. You, can't even, was like... you can't even bring it up. You can't even be like, hey, by the way, <laughs> just this <laughs> thing that we devoted a massive amount of time to and we love dearly, but like, kind of not no. trying to bring this up, but we were kind of locked in this release date, so there it is. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, anyway, so uh, some, some people we know... Um, some bands in town were participating in that band coalition for the, to donate to the national uh, uh, bail fund network. And so we just decided we reached out to them. We're like, well, you know what? We can just try and pick something on our own and then just donate it. Or, you know, as it's like, here's a group of bands that have already like put a lot of thought into it about yeah. like who's going to get the money and it's a worthy cause. And it was a really great group of bands from all of Yeah. I was, I was pretty relieved when, when Nick found that because that was a much better route to go. I thought. Yeah. So, um, it, it's just made, you know, I just, we just reached out and we're like, Hey, do you guys have bring, are you guys down for one more? It's like our record comes out that day and <laughs> we'd love to participate. And they're like, yeah, yeah, come on on. Like really friendly. And it was a great thing. It was like, you know, in the end, it was like 18K US raised, yeah. you know, through all the bands. And it was like, you know, it felt good. It was like the events of the last few months have been so crazy. And then the events of the last like three weeks have been even more historic and like just a moment. And uh, it was just like a good way to participate in 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 a way that felt like it was making a difference it didn't feel crass it didn't feel you know opportunistic or anything it didn't feel like posturing it felt like this is a really good thing to help with yeah yeah and i I think i I thought it was a very cool setup and and i and I, I saw it building over a couple of days and, and then, you know, to see it go through and to see what was raised, I thought it was pretty awesome. And yeah. I, what, you, what you're saying about the, you know, the, the having something come out on, you know, while shit's going on, it is awkward, you know, because you do yeah. want to, like, mention that you did it and that it's out there. But but at the same time, you you know, you want to let the, the correct voices be heard. They're, they're, they're... And there are more important things afoot. Right? Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's a very it can be very <laughs> awkward. Yeah, but um, but it's yeah. so. So speaking to you guys, I mean, obviously you're just in Canada, so you're real close to us, and uh, I I don't know how you know how how much the issues are the same there or here, but like the, the, actually the episode I have coming out tomorrow was was an interview I did with a guy out in Australia who we talked like this the mm-hmm. week where shit started popping off. And uh, he was telling me about how it's so it's so effective out there too, and to me that's just mind blowing. So, like you know, because I'm you know an ignorant, arrogant American, I should say, and I don't fucking look at anything else. I just think, well, whatever, it's just happening here. But like, how much of an issue is this in Canada? It's it, it's a similar issue here in Canada. You know, like um, you know, obviously we have slightly different demographics to the right. U.S. But, like, you know, there's a whole bunch of, like, money and power that, like, you know, crushes people down at the bottom of the society for its own benefit. And, uh, you know, that falls on, you know, the same groups of people. And uh, it's high time that, um, you know, it's reckoned with in North America, you know? 
Yeah. And it does seem that no matter where you go, there's a certain type of person that wants to become a police officer, no matter the country. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you, need to, you need to correct that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's, um, we definitely have those problems. We, you know, we have those issues here in Toronto. You know, Toronto's a big city. And we, like so many cities in the U.S. and elsewhere in Canada, like the police budget eats the lion's share of <laughs> the city budgets to the detriment of like every other service like yeah, transit yeah. and health and like all those things and uh you know it's reflected you know, in, in and, it, and it's totally insatiable it needs to go up according to them it needs to go up constantly every time and it, yeah and you can never you can never push it down or where yeah. you're met with threats of inactivity yeah so High time, high time that we address this, you know, there's better things to spend money on and like we can make lives, like people's lives better, you know, at the same time. Yeah. And, and well, and I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think what, what, what I've been, what I've been really impressed by is the amount of money that bands have been able to raise for causes, you know, to bail funds and to whatever, whichever the NAACP, wherever, wherever they're sending the money, um, you know, everybody has their mm -hmm. own thing. But and not necessarily that I've been impressed with the the bands. I mean, I'm impressed with the bands for you know being willing to put those profits there. But I'm impressed with the amount mm -hmm. of the amount of people that are that are spending their money to make. I mean, I realize they're getting something in return, but that 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 they're you know the, the, the fucking numbers I've seen from I've seen you know, I've seen the you know, hundred thousand dollar donations just from like a fucking hardcore band, which is insane yeah, that, that that enough people that people are willing to. You know, spend their money. It's awesome. It's great. But I've been impressed by by that. Um, so obviously, yeah, and it's not and it's not trivial too. Like you know, it can't be understated how little musicians make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to give all that away yeah. is uh, is very yeah. you know very impressive. So um, true. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say it's true, and it's like, but and just to you know, not to digress too far into politics, but it's like one also hopes that like we're we're in a moment when you know we can get beyond just like you know good-hearted people making charitable donations and sort of move into something that like maybe could be more lasting in terms of addressing these issues, you know, addressing like. You know, racism and inequality in society like if, if nothing if nothing else like comes in the whole pandemic moment it's like i feel like there's a chance to we could remake society in some fundamental ways right now finally the there's better, no sacred cow we can talk we're allowed to talk about everything everything's on the table yeah. finally which is great yeah yeah totally. yeah i think i mean some mm -hmm. some something positive's got to come you know because well fuck yeah it, there's, there's been mm -hmm. enough well, it's like you got to. You were saying earlier, there's the push and the pull. You know, something's got to give, and uh, there we go. You got to work it out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is if one like the pandemic has laid bare how non-functional the whole system is for like mm -hmm. a huge swath of people. You know? For sure, yeah. And it's like no fucking one. Like, yeah, no wonder. Like, you know, no wonder. Of course, you know that's what you. If, What's if you have no stake in society, like why not fucking burn it down? You know, like we got to address that. We got to like get everybody on on board and like, you know, 
work towards some common good. You know, it's the benefits are going to too like too few people in society. Anyway, sorry, not to digress. No, no, I, I, trust me, I don't, I don't mind at all, and I totally agree. And uh, like I said, that's why I was saying uh, uh, with the whole pandemic situation, I feel, I've, I've, I've mentioned to other people on the podcast that I don't feel like I get to have an opinion in this because I haven't been affected negatively. Like that's, that's, that's my kind of stance is that it, it hasn't hit me in a negative way at all that I don't, I, don't, I don't feel that I get to even have a fucking opinion on it, you know, because I know that other people out there are for real suffering – so, um, so I, I stay, you know, I try to stay out of it as far as, as far as I'm concerned. For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not complaining for my own self. I'm more like, you know, you see, you know, people who drive trucks, who have to like, who have like jobs that are, you know, minimum wage jobs, which right. are totally fucking essential. You know, it's like, you know, it's not essential. Like, like hedge fund managers, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Right? right? Like, like, what are they contributing to society? Nothing. Now making money anyway. for somebody, right? Yeah, but I mean, I guess that's what it comes down to, right? Where it's like, just making money for like, you know, that's not reflected in society in a more broad sense. Is that actually adding any value? I guess that it's about adding value for somebody, <laughs> not really. <laughs> the, not, we're getting into a, an economic question. Not here. for the people who need not it. Not really like the project. Not not, not like the heat, like the project of humanity. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a net negative for the whole world, but a positive for the money. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, where to how to expand on that anymore, or if I even could. But um, <laughs> the the the. Let's let's try to go back here to uh, Mount Sinai real quick before we wrap this thing <laughs> yeah. up. Um, you got it. You got it. Um, so you you obviously with everything that we're talking about going on, you can't do a whole lot other than promote the band online, right? And um, yeah. And so, have you guys come up with anything creative to do to push Mount Sinai in this time, or is or are you kind of just going to wait it out and? see what you can do when it's all over. Um, well, um, we've been working on some video content. Uh, both myself and Chris, we've been, you know, just thinking of ways, both of us work in motion graphics. So, uh, okay. we have some, some tools at our disposal and, uh, yeah, we've just been trying to work on some video content. We did that, that one video for horse Pond, uh, that premiered in, on metal injection. Sort of yeah. started this whole shebang. And uh, we have a number of other items uh, that are waiting in the wings as well. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of all you can do. Like, the thought of trying to do, like, a living room live stream, you know, obviously falls down. (laughs) Trying to, like, you know, I've been thinking of, like, printing up some masks just to get the word out. (laughs) Yeah. You know. What do you do? You know, how many how many live streams from a bedroom can people watch? You know, or a split screen where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I know what you mean, and, and and I've heard the the I've heard every opinion on it from bands so far through this yeah, whole thing. I feel like the better to lean into the theater of the mind. You know, like yeah. I love the record. I bet it looks awesome when you see it live. It's like hold that thought. <laughs> you'll be there. <laughs> Well, yeah, it gives, some, gives everybody something to look forward to, too, right? 
Um, yeah. So, I guess obviously there's not a lot to. I would. I, well, I wasn't gonna say. I was gonna say there's not a lot to look forward to, but that's. A, I don't mean. I don't mean that the way it sounds. Um, <laughs> the, the. I don't know. So so when this. So oh, oh I know so so that now that it's been out for a, a little while what kind of reaction have you guys heard from other people how has it gone over um, it's gone over pretty cool we've had some good reviews we had a bad review from uh, one of the local music publications oh those are fun one, <laughs> yeah it was but it, and it was actually like. It was actually like kind of hilariously bad, yeah. But so much so that it actually made for like, um, like a better like social media posting thing. It was like, okay, we got an angle here. Like rather than like you know a lukewarm, like well, yeah, it's it's all right, you know. No, it's kind of blah, blah. But the fact that it was like a five out of ten, I was like, okay, we can work with this. <laughs> get yeah. It yeah, you don't yeah, want no half ass okay, six. Gonna... Yeah, it's like. Yeah. That's what they say, right? It's like you, you want you want either like you want a strong reaction. Either, either way, way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This thing fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Well, I gotta hear it for myself. You know. Right. And I mean, going going back to being older too, that that helps with that too. It's like once you get a bad review of that, you're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. F him. Yeah. The end. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, don't. Did you did you argue with him at all? That's my favorite when people argue with the reviewer. <laughs> No, we didn't do that. We just we just posted, you know, snarky like uh, please enjoy this like you know glowing head over heels five out of ten review you know? <laughs> <laughs> things like that. But then we've got some other great reviews like um, Sam Don at Banger has been a huge supporter of the band, and uh, they did like this amazing like a ten minute video review like going song by song. It was like, and uh, they really dug it so. We'll use, we'll, we'll use that as our guiding star, <laughs> rather than the five out of ten. That's awesome. I think that's more, that's and, more than and, most and, people get. And just hope that you know it's like again, it, it's such a weird moment because it's like yes, people are listening to more than they ever do right now, but at the same time, it's like there's so much coming out and people are just dumping content on there and like how do you cut through? You know, like yeah, it's. Uh, this stuff so it's nice to talk to you about it yeah i I was about to say (laughs) this is one of the few interactions that we actually get to have with people who uh (laughs) interact in the scene like in the old days you could imagine going to going to a show and running into people and talking about the album and oh i've heard it yet and stuff but instead if they're listening to it i assume on their own in their own homes Mm. you know like (laughs) i don't hear about it (laughs) and once in a while you get a little response of someone telling you it's good but by and large, you miss out on just even just interacting with people who have heard it and getting to talk about it, you know. And then even they get to they miss out on running into a friend and being like, "Hey, oh, check this out," you know, or putting it on in the car for your buddy. Like, whoa, listen to this new thing I just got, you know. All of that is gone too. Gutted. Yeah. Well, that's that's what yeah. I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to be. Is I'm just trying to be the word of mouth for a little while. You're that guy. Uh, You're yeah, that guy yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hope you take it seriously. I do. Take responsibility. I, I, I do very much so. You know, this is okay, good. The, the one, I, I, and I, I, you're saving my, everything. <laughs> yes, it's all up to me. My, my biggest, my favorite thing, or no, my biggest uh, bragging point I have about doing this is that so this is the one that comes out tomorrow. It's not this one, but it'll be it'll be 126 weeks in a row that I've been able to to get one of these oh, out. Amazing. So 
So oh, that's nice. that's a fucking long time, Did right? You, that's a that's consistency. That's consistency. You, you, must have, you must have started your pandemic early. Like, yeah, <laughs> like six exactly. months early, right? So exactly. You can just get a jump on. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, hey, uh, uh, I, I greatly enjoy the record, and I'm glad it came. I'm glad it came to me. Um, I've been listening to oh, it quite a you. bit, and uh, I think it's a very cool. It's got a cool dynamic. It's not. It's not like it. It's definitely not like everything else I hear, and obviously that's a positive way. Um, I get a lot of fucking. Rec- I get a lot of records sent to me, so to get something that stands out is uh, pretty unique, and uh, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. And uh, so we, had, you know, do you want to stand out or fit in? You know, we'll take the, the former. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, hey guys, thanks for yeah. doing this. Um, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, thanks for that. Really appreciate it. Yep. All right, guys. Take Bye-bye. it easy. Later. Ciao, ciao.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with the fellows in Mount Sinai. Well, most of the fellows in Mount Sinai. Uh, thanks to them for coming on and having that chat. Um, thanks to you for listening to it. You should definitely go check out the rest of that album. That song that you heard there at the end was called Alternate Endings, which is, of course, available on the record that is out now, at least digitally. Hopefully we'll see a vinyl release for that sometime in the near future. Um, so as far as other stuff that's going on, uh, with getting it out, getting it out.net, getting it out.net, it's coming someday. I know I'm tired of even mentioning it here because I got nothing to show for it, but trust me, a lot of work has gone into it. Hopefully, uh, I'll have something more than to just talk about it <laughs> eventually. Uh, but we're getting there. Um, so that's coming. You can follow me on Instagram at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast though i have definitely slowed down uh the social media presence on instagram as well as facebook and twitter barely touched twitter to begin with but it's there um that's at getting it out pod but the facebook page www.facebook.com slash getting it out podcast it's going to have the same content as the instagram so just pick one follow it keep up with what's going on once the website gets rolling um hopefully we'll be able to integrate all that into make it uh, everything more useful because at this point, I don't have a lot of don't have a lot of use for it, and uh, and that's that. So, um, if you want to reach out to me for any reason at all, do so at Dan. Do do so with the email address Dan at gettingitout.net. Um, I l- very 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 rarely ever get an email from a listener. So, well, it's just not me asking you to email me. It's just saying so. So if you but if you feel the need to reach out for anything. To, to ask some questions, make some suggestions, please do. Uh, Dan at gettingitout.net. Also, if you're in a band and you want your music played on the podcast, send it in. It will get played. I guarantee you. You Send me your songs. I'll play them on the podcast if that is what you choose. If you want people to hear it, I can help you with that. Speaking of bands, music, songs, I'm going to end this with a song from a band that plays music. They are called Black Elephant. The song is called Berta's Flame. Um, it's off of their upcoming record. What's this record called? Seven Swords. It's coming out on Small Stone Recordings on Friday, August 28th, 2020. Um, they're an Italian band, and they're really neat. And it's, uh, what do they, they say, like, what, what term do they use for them? They call them, like, you know, it's a fuzzy stoner. It's not stoner. What do they always say, stoner? It's, uh, you know, a little retro, little not. You know, how about this? How about you just listen to the song and uh, see if you like it? I think you will. All right, check them out. Again, this is Black Elephant. The song is called Berta's Flame off of the album Seven Swords, due out Friday, August 28th, 2020 on Small Stone Recordings. Thank you for listening to this episode of Getting It Out Podcast.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 